So, any questions? This is actually a question for me. It's come up a couple times in my mind, at least. You refer to the fact that uh, Krishna especially likes to come to the, to enjoy his pastimes within human society. And the way you express it would say that human society is almost superior, at least human society in the material world is a superior condition to his devalila, at least as, as I hear it. It's a, it's a superior plane for expressing his love pastimes. And that's a little hard to understand how that is and in the actuality is when it comes to this plane it's actually descending with his eternal associates from that Leela so it's a little confusing mm-hmm. for me this is the world of being covered and love, love is imperfect and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. so Jagadish was referring to the fact that there are two basic Leelas Sometimes uh, termed differently, sometimes prakat lila, aprakat lila. Prakat means manifest lila. So manifest means before our eyes, before eyes of people in this world, and aprakat means unmanifest lila. So these two lilas are also sometimes called nara lila and deva lila. Nara means humans. So the human-like lila, or the lila that's performed in human society, that's synonymous with the prakat lila, the manifest lila, manifest in human society. And the deva lila, deva means God, so the godly lila, it's otherworldly, it's aprakat, it's not manifest before our eyes. Aprakat and prakat, not to be confused with the term aprakrita. Aprakrita is a way of describing both leelas. They are not prakrit. They're not, it's not of this nature. Aprakrita. Aprakrita means it's not material, but it looks like it. This is Krishna leela. In general, Krishna leela, the braja leela, in particular, is an instance in which the finite comes as close as it can to uniting with the infinite. So, in order for that to be possible, the infinite must take on a finite appearance. Otherwise, you cannot get close to God. There will be some reverence. Some, if there's knowledge of the Godhood of God, then we cannot get that close. That knowledge will have to be uh, covered, so, uh, suppressed by the love. The head is suppressed by the heart. <clears throat> so in that union, then God looks like he's of this world, two-handed. Mm-hmm. And this is so in the Devalila and Naralila, mm-hmm. both. But the question is, which, which Leela is higher? If so, why? And particularly, it seems to be that there is an opinion, it's, there seems to be an opinion that the Nara Leela is higher, more full, more complete. And how can that be so? After all, it's in the material world, and there's the world of limitations, and where the jiva is covered and and so forth. So how can this plane, if it's true, the Narlila is more complete, better facilitate God's expression of of love and joy? So, first thing to consider that when we talk about these two and question whether one is higher or the other is lower, then these are not the best words, higher and lower, to uh, describe them. Full, more full, 
Krishna's will is is perfect in Dwaraka. More perfect in Mathura and most perfect in Vrindavan. So we have to be careful not to think of these leelas in such a way that any aspect of them will in any way be uh, demeaned, belittled, criticized, and thought by our inferior minds somehow to be lesser. <laughs> Still, within perfection there is uh, some gradation. Just like in the material world, which is based on selfishness, there's a gradation of selfishness. Some people are more selfish than others. When we come to spiritual life, it's the end of material selfishness. But it's not the end of spiritual selfishness. We have a self, and it's worth thinking about. It's worth being concerned about. In fact, that is the very primary lesson of Scripture, that you should think about yourself, pursue yourself, self-worth, what you are, how you are not the body, and how pursuing a life based on bodily identification and adding things on to your sense of self to improve it, this is selfish. This involves exploitation, in other words. If you identify with the body, then you have needs. In order to meet those needs, then you have to take. So it's an unfulfilled condition when we identify with something that's not fulfilling. And then we have to pursue fulfillment in that context, and that in, involves being on the take. So that is selfishness. That is material life. So the very first lesson of the scriptures is that we should give up this false sense of self and know thyself, real self. So it's an emphasis on the self, importance of the self, self-worth. Well, that is the end of material life. There's only the beginning of spiritual life. You follow? So as there's a gradation in the material life of selfishness, you may find people are selfish. You may find people are engaged in sacrificing the self in yogic discipline. And we may find people who forgot the self. And that is the Brajalila. Material life, selfishness, moving in the direction of spirituality and coming to the shore of the ocean of truth, to know thyself, is self-sacrificing. Knowingly, consciously, I will sacrifice my false sense of self, throw it in the fire, to know my real self. But beyond that, as I say, is self-forgetfulness. This is love. In the material world, it, to use a given analogy, it might be something like this. When a man or woman performs a valorous act without thinking about it, a valorous act in which their own life is risked for the sake of another, owing to their identification with that other, if a man walking down the street hears a young girl screaming inside of a building on fire and he drops everything and runs inside and pulls her out and saves her, then his name will go in the paper and he will be praised and so forth. But he may very likely say, I didn't think about it, I just did it. It wasn't that, that I made a calculation, I'll go in here, I'll get my name in the paper. And, and he just did it instinctively, something like that, without thinking, on automatic so there's a realm like this, this we call Vrindavan. Ahituki, Apatihata, Atmasam Prasiddhati. Bhagavan likes that very much, it means. Ahituki, Apatihata. So there's a gradation. Within this world of selfishness, and when we reach the end of that, we come to the beginning of spirituality, but that's only the beginning then, to be conscious of the self, to be concerned of the real, your real self needs. Sacrifice everything false for the truth. Mm-hmm. Know thyself. Such a, an understanding that is 
knowledge and a very slight hint, some hint of devotion is there. But as devotion becomes uh, more intense, then in terms of uh, Vaishnavism, then we find the gradation, Bhagunta, Ayodhya, Dwaraka, Mathura, Vrindavan. We study the devotees' lives there, their sense of self. Let us take the Mathura Dwaraka Leela. Who is, who is principal in that Leela? Krishna and who? Rukmini, Maharakshmi. Rukmini. And in Vrindavan, Krishna and who? Radha. So, what happened to Rukmini? Rukmini wanted to marry Krishna, but she was betrothed to Ruk to who? To Rukmi? Rukmi. Hmm? Shishupal. Shishupal. But she wanted to marry Krishna. If she were to run away with Krishna, that would be what? That would be from a, a Vedic point of view, Vedic customs, culture. That would be irreligious. She could not do that. She wanted to be married to Krishna. She had no interest in Shishupal. Mm. What did she do? She got a Brahman, wrote a message, give this to Krishna. She waited for Krishna to come and save her mm. in such a way that her religious dignity would be preserved. So she had a sense of self. Do you understand? This is very high. Mm. She had a sense of self that she was concerned would be preserved. Now, when it comes to gopis and Radha, we find something entirely different. Krishna played the flute, immediately they came, without thinking twice. If they had thought for a moment, there were a thousand and eight reasons why they should not go. Religious reasons, social reasons, practical reasons, reasons for which people could be put in jail. If a lady is found to run off in the night with some man and leave her child is crying, then the child will be taken away and taken over by the court. The lady will be fined or maybe put in jail. Be put in her name in the newspaper. <laughs> this, 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 this disregard for her. Everyone will shame, shame. What kind of mother is that? Gopis would like this. Some of them. Married. They left. Milk boiling over on the stove. There's every reason in the world from practical, social, legal, religious, spiritual, not to go. And they went. They risked all of that without thinking about it. Krishna played the flute. They heard the sound of their own names, each of them. Immediately they responded. They had been living for that. Their heart was beating for that, that flute sound that Krishna would call their name. Immediately they went. So this is the limit. Vajavaduva Gineva Kalpitaha. Srinath Chakravati says, a kind of worship that was advocated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, worship of the gopis. There's nothing like this. We've never seen anything like this before. So, it is all perfect, it is all selfless, but there are degrees of selflessness, degrees of self-sacrifice. So we should be careful when talk about, talking about these leelas, always to hold everyone involved in the highest regard. We may be the followers of Brajendananda Krishna, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Brajendananda Krishna, but we follow the standard that Mahaprabhu has mandated. Trinadapisunichena. Some someone from Dwarka will come, Gobis will give all attention to him. Pay pranams to Uddhava, Shastravit. He's a very learned, respected person. If Narada Muni comes to Vrindavan, how they will treat him? 
they would say, well, they say, oh, you are only Bhakunta Bhakta, Vaidhi Bhakta. We have no regard for you. We are rag, ragatmikas. No. <laughs> they would not talk like that. <laughs> Never. They would show so much regard by the standards of devotion. They know what is devotion. So they see any of it anywhere, any trace of it, any any one. Oh, they're attracted to that. That's our good fortune. Little devotion comes in us. They know what devotion is. Oh, they will appreciate that. And by their appreciation, it will grow in us. So we should try to follow the standard. Everything rests on this. With this attitude means with real determination also for spiritual life, real conviction for spiritual life. And we can discuss these topics. Who doesn't have strong conviction for this? Should not be very much involved in discussing these topics. It would be difficult to understand. But sometimes questions come, so we have to give some theoretical, uh, conduct some theoretical discussion of the matters. Devalila, Naralila. What is the conclusion of the Goswamis? The conclusion is that the Devalila, Lila, is a is a partial manifestation of the Naralila. This is the conclusion of the Goswamis. Krishna's earthly Lila that is more transcendentally complete and perfect than the Devalila. And why is that? Because the Lila had the, the opportunity to play out the entirety of every act of the Lila and afford every devotee the full uh, experience of the sentiment that they cherish in relation to Krishna. This is possible in the Naralila. The principal sentiment in this regard, in one sense, is Vatsalya. Vatsalya Bhakti means parental love. So, you tell me, what is the meaning of being a mother? If you never saw your son born, every year he has a birthday, it's celebrated, but you, you never even saw him take birth, or to speak of that, his infancy and childhood pastimes, you had no direct experience of. You're the mother or you're the father, you have a relationship with your, your son, you love him, but you don't have a, a memory about earlier childhood. Now he's a Kishore, adolescent. He has this perfect, as a Kishore, full. But you never got to see him grow and, and develop to that point. Now, can you be said then to have had the, the full experience of Vatsalya Bhakti, to play out all of your sentiments, to fully express them? No. Therefore, it is said by Kavi Karnapur that the Nara was performed particularly, among other things, but one thing is underscored, to give Jashodamai, Nanda Maharaj, the opportunity to experience the birth of Krishna. Mother has no opportunity to experience the birth of her child. She might think, is he really my child? Hmm? There are rumors, you know, that Krishna is not the son of Yashoda. And Nanda. Some people say he's the son of Devaki. Huh? It may ripple throughout Golok. Is it possible? Hmm? Let the Naralila come. There may be some rumor there, but but it has no substance. Yes, Krishna was born in in Mathura, kind of. The kind of baby is born with four arms and ornaments and helmet and flashing effulgence and so forth. No labor pains, nothing. There is hardly a birth. But in Vrindavan, Yashoda Maya, the arrangement of Yoga Maya, experienced every, everything about birth. She was a very um, controlled lady, self-controlled. She could not get, have a child 
because every time she thought of having a child, she had a vision of a son who was more beautiful than Narayan. And she thought, that's impossible. So she gave up her desire. But then the desire would come again. Then again she would be frustrated. Finally she talked to her husband, Baba. He said, I have the same feeling. I think to have a son, then my mind, and I have a dream, and I have a son more beautiful than Narayan, and I know that's not possible. But I cannot settle for anything less. So they said, what to do? We both having the same thought. So Yashodamai suggested, let us worship Narayan. And we'll perform the Dwarasi Brat for one year, a very strict vow of uh, restriction and eating and conduct and so forth. Well, you have to be very sense-controlled to perform such a vow. For one year they did that, worshipping Narayana. Very sense-controlled. Then Narayana, at, at the completion of the vow, appeared in the dream and said, you'll have a son hmm? more beautiful than me. And sure enough, that controlled lady, what happened to her? Suddenly she began to insist she wanted more sweets, butter, yogurt, all types of tasty foods. The appetite of Krishna was appearing inside of her. Voracious eater that he is. So she had all the practical experience of childbirth and the childhood pastimes. This is the month of Damodar. Kartik, Damodar month are the same. This month is particularly famous for this Damodar Leela. Finding Krishna around the belly with ropes. In this description of this, this pastime in, in Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, Mother Yashoda is described there as the epitome of Vatsalya Bhakti. If anyone wants to cultivate Vatsalya Bhakti, they should study that chapter. Verses describing the, 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 the form and features, mannerisms of Yashoda that will help them to cultivate that kind of bhakti. She tied Krishna with the ribbon in her hair. She was grabbing him with one hand and he's trying to get away. From her. She pulled the ribbon from her hair to tie him, but it was two inches too short. So, the ladies, neighbors, who had already complained about Krishna because he was going to their houses and stealing. So Yashoda thought, our milk is not sweet enough. We must make an arrangement to make it sweeter so that he will stay home. So special cows were taken from the herd, grazed on special grasses, and that milk was being boiled when she put him down to tend to the overflowing milk. Then, of course, he broke the butter pot and made mischief and so forth. So many purposes there. Behind it all is the curse of Narada. He, we, Narada's words will come true. The curse of Narada is, is, is a benediction. So the curse part is already in place. Nal Kuvera and Manigriv, the sons of Kuvera, are standing as trees. But the benediction that is also part of the sadhu's curse, that Krishna had to fulfill. This is the background of this. And, of course, well, many other things, so many things. At any rate, she went to catch him. And why did she want to tie him up? Because it, she frightened him, she thought. And then she thought, maybe he'll run away. So I want to tie him so that he won't run away. Such was her love. So she tried anyway, and neighboring ladies were all leaning over the fence watching just see, we told you, it's like this. Hmm? Mischievous. She said, a bit, anyway, quiet, give me some rope. See my dilemma. It's two inches too short. So they got rope, she tied it, one piece, tried again, two inches too short, more rope and more rope and more rope. And coward people are not short of rope. Hmm? They make rope for, as a, when they have nothing better to do. So, uh, finally, seeing her effort, the, the, the love in her effort, Krishna showed her his mercy to be bound. And then what happened? With the original ribbon, he could be bound. How strong was the ribbon? 
she tied him to the mortar. Then what happened? He, some young boys were there in the courtyard, so he naturally wanted to show off. He took the mortar, lodged it between the Jamalarjun trees, and pulled. What happened? Did the ribbon break? Don't you think the ribbon would break <laughs> before the trees? No, because what is that ribbon? That is the heart of Jashoda. Captured Bhagawan more tightly than any yogi can in his mind. Yogi tried to keep God in the mind, in the heart, by yoga practice. Jnani tried to think about God. They cannot think about him or grab him by yoga as tight, as hard, as fast, as closely as the embrace of Madhya Shoda's heart. The trees came down. These kind of pastimes, these are all in the, in the Prakat Leela, the Nara Leela. <coughs> these Leelas, pa- childhood pastimes, they demonstrate that Yashodamai is the is the eternal mother of Krishna for the whole world. When Sugadev Goswami was asked by Maharaj Parikshit about the childhood pastimes, about what was the position of of, the, of uh, Nanda and Yashoda, that they could have Krishna as their son. Then he talked about Drona and Dhara, the previous life, Tapa that they performed and so forth. But it didn't equal up. How can you do this Tapa like this and get this position? Therefore, this Leela was narrated. The Dhammanla Leela was narrated by Sugadev for this reason. Really, to demonstrate that Yashodamaya is actually the eternal mother of Krishna. You cannot get that uh, position by, by any kind of yoga, sadhana. If you follow her in sadhana, you can get that kind of love. You cannot take her position. That is exclusive. So these kind of pastimes, childhood pastimes, that is one thing. We don't find them in the, in the Deva Leela. The other pastimes also, like in, 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 in the Prakat Leela, in our Leela, we have a convergence of the spiritual and material. It's a very special arrangement. And it's such that the Leela, while being fully played out and giving the opportunity to all the Nityaparikars, eternal associates, to fully experience every aspect of their sentiment of love, it also gives instruction to sadhakas who are devotees of this world trying to cross there. And ultimately they get to enter there. And they want to go to the Devalila, which is Vastu City, land of no return. But everybody there wants to come here. So we will go from here to Krishna Prakat Leela, to the Aprakat Leela, and then to the Prakat Leela. This is the full experience of Prem. Prem cannot be fully experienced in, in this body. The developments of Prem, Sneha Man Pranay Raghunurag Bhav Mahabhav, for Rag Bhakti, requires association with those devotees in the Leela, experiencing that, hmm, relative to one's own sentiment. So one has to go there, from there to Goloka, and then back to Gokul. So in this way, the Prakat Leela, the Nara Leela, is more full, because it gives a full opportunity to experience uh, uh, every aspect of one's sentiment of love. Gopi's love, there's another, of course, example. Here it is, it is really bad to go with somebody else's wife. It really is bad. <laughs> there are laws against that. Hmm? It's a problem. So, 
like I said before, it's like filming the film on location. It is an element of excitement that uh, that is found there that you can't find when filming it in the studio. When you film on location, something could happen. If you film on location in the wilderness and uh, a bear could come out from behind a tree and something could happen. <laughs> it won't happen in the studio in, Ho- in Hollywood. So it's a semblance there in Hollywood. But uh, on location is, is the real thing. And you have to deal then with uh, the, the filming outdoors, uh, you have to deal with the elements and, and so forth. So, so in this way, the Dinara Leela is considered to be more sweet, more sublime, more complete, an opportunity for the eternal associates of Krishna to experience the fullness of the sentiment of love that they have for him. Does that help? Mm-hmm. It's a very esoteric uh, idea. But again, back to the beginning, when we say that the Leela is... Krishna Lila is the meeting of the finite and the infinite. So the finite has to take on a finite, the infinite has to take on a finite appearance in order for that intimacy to be possible. So in the Nara Lila, it's very finite. Krishna appears extremely finite, more so than in the Deva Lila. He appears like a cowherd, really. It's very hard to understand. It's not like effulgence flashing in all directions. He appeared like a cowherd, but somehow charming, capturing everyone. At an objective eye, will think, well, it is attracted to that young boy. Then hit, that person will become attracted to <laughs> without understanding why. Without any understanding of why whatsoever. It's a, it's a, it's a kind of a madness. So this is fully possible in the Naralila. That's what takes place. Even the Naralila, the Prakat Lila, after Krishna rescued Nanda Maharaj from the clutches of Baruna, Nanda had, uh, he went to uh, Ambika and, and uh, the Attendants of Varuna thought that Nanamaraj had violated the Akadasi by bathing and drinking at the wrong time. They captured him, took him beneath the, the waters. And Krishna went, rescued him. At that time, Varuna said, Om Namo Bhagavate Paramatmane. He said, You are Bhagavan, you are Paramatma, you are Brahman. Nanamaraj watching this underwater. So, of course, the story came out, and then the room said this. So, for a minute, they thought, well, Krishna has powers. It is said by Gargamuni at the time of giving, doing the name-giving ceremony, that this boy, that nine would do wonderful things to him. So, they thought for a minute, let's take advantage of us, advantage of it. What do they want to know? Like everybody wants to know, they want to know, well, we, where will we go in our next life? So he showed them. He took them to Akuragat and he showed them the Devalila. Oh, we'll all be there together and take our families and our cows will all be there. Everything will be the same. They're happy. So it's similar. And it's the same. But it's different. It's same because in substance it is the same. What does it mean in substance of the same? That it is fueled by the same sentiments, the same bhava, no different bhava. The bhava in the prakat lila and the aprakat lila are the same. Therefore, they're substantially the same. But there are some superficial differences. Demons? No, no appearance. Demons appearing, the childhood lila is played out, there's a real risk for Radha and gopis and Krishna and so on, all these things. And if anything, what that does is help to, to fuel the bhava, you see, to make it more, to intensify it, 
So because there's a potential for intensifying that bhava, therefore it must be more excellent. That will please Krishna more. Perfection of activity is determined by how much Krishna is pleased. Some siddhir haritoshanam. So this lila gives potentially more, more pleasure to Krishna, therefore it is considered superior. And it is being performed in the material world. That is ex- super extraordinary. Hmm? That is, a, that is a, a incredible opulence. Also, and that we will be we will be benefited benefited by it. How we can think otherwise? If you will think the upper card lila is better, then you do no justice to yourself. Hmm? If the upper card, if the, without the prakard lila, we will know nothing about the upper card lila. So we have to think this one is better. Even if it were only relatively so. The fact is it's absolutely so, as I've explained. But even if it were only relatively so, relative to ourselves, it's better. It comes closer to us. Gives us the opportunity to know about such a thing. So we have to think it is better. How can we possibly think otherwise? What else? Um, you've heard that uh, during Gorhad Lila, uh, Krishna got his first uh, bubble flute from Lord Shiva. But I've heard that there is um, three different types of flutes. <laughs> uh, can, can you uh, tell a little bit about it? What's the significance and what's the, what, what is the significance of Krishna's flute? The best flute is the bamboo flute. It is the least fancy and the most um, simple. The flute extends the voice. It's, it's sometimes said to be the per- perfect instrument because the perfect instrument is the voice. And then this, it, it kind of closest to the voice, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it is simple, made of bamboo, more simple than the Less, less sophisticated, the more close it is to the voice itself. So, the bamboo flute, that is his most famous flute. But yet he has all kinds, long, jeweled flutes for different occasions and different notes for different uh, devotees. The flute he received from Shiva he practiced on with the express a uh, view to attract the attention of Radharani. So he began playing the flute. And what he found first was that he could uh, animate apparent inanimate objects. He could make water stand still and land flow like a river. Hmm, he thought. That's pretty good. Hmm? I think that's a good trick. That is nothing, though. Tejo He could do this. This was only the beginning of his flute prowess. Remember what his ideal is to capture the heart of Radha. Yeah. <laughs> so how much more difficult that is. It's more difficult than making water flow, uh, water stand still and land flow like water. Hmm? Not an easy thing. Krishna went mad to taste the, the love of Krishna, the love of Radha, to taste the heart of Radha. That is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So first he played that, and he saw he could do this. That's wonderful, but not wonderful enough. So try to understand the nature of that affair between Radha and Krishna. It is so extraordinary. From the inanimate objects, then you could play the flute, and you could capture the wild animals' attention and get them to come, you could call them. Then the domestic animals, the cows, cowherd friends, gradually, gradually, the gopis. He played in all the gopis' game, except for Radha. He told them, go home. I'm just practicing my flute, that's all. I don't know why you came. Darn it, he thought. (laughs) Practically, he fainted captured in the arms of Madhu Mangal, hmm? carried him practically to the 
to the hut of Bindadevi on the banks of the Jamuna. Uh, Yogamaya was, Purnamasi was there, they fanned him, revived him. And then the next year at the Sard Punim he played and he could attract the heart of even Radha. Then his life was perfect. That is the consummation of their uh, relationship and the high point of Srimad Bhagavatam. So that is the most important flute. Fifth note, it is said. Kam Gayatri. Another question? I say the gopis give some lengthy praise of that flute. Mm-hmm. I think all this, is it the son of the Jamuna? That, grow, that bamboo Reed. grows on the reeds grow on the banks of the Jamuna? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are nice sections. 21st chapter of 10th canto. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also. Very nice description in Krishna's Kaviraj Mahaprabhu speaking about the flute of Krishna. These things should be studied. What is the flute of Krishna? Sarvadharman Pritta Jamamekam Sharanam Braja. This is the flute sound of Krishna for us. Give up everything, just come to me. And the gopis are the real example, the full expression of Sharanagati. Most mature. And then, what else? I was um, I was reading some, something. <laughs> I was reading somewhere that um, uh, I'm not sure if there is any shastric uh, evidence to that. That um, one should be uh, careful, get too close to king, woman, and the guru. Um, now I understand that king probably is you know, power, and woman is probably you know, last and something like that. But uh, what 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 is about the guru? That mm-hmm. Yeah. Dangerous. Yeah. What is the explanation? <clears throat> yeah, guru is like the fire. So fire, you cannot live without a fire. Without fire, you cannot get heat. You cannot cook, so forth. So we need the fire. But if you get too close to the fire, what will happen to you? Then you'll be burnt. So you have to find balance. You need the fire, but you can't be too close until you start. You find the right balance, and then you cook nicely. And then when you cook nicely, it means that you, you, your heart melts and then uh, in that melted condition means um, you become melted means you become warm <laughs> you become like fire then you can enter the fire so to enter the fire you have to be like fire so if a guru is like a fire and we are like an ice cube uh, stone wood <laughs> they don't want to get too close so it's to be determined by the guru and disciple how to the disciple can find his or her place whether to be close whether to be at some distance because it's difficult to understand guru is a manifestation of of, of God in human form so it's like the deity of Krishna, looks like a statue to some people. What do we say to them? If someone says, oh, there's a statue in there, people go in there, they bow down, and we tell them, don't, don't go there. They will simply make offense. If they get proper understanding and then go before the deity and learn to see with a philosophical eye and so forth, the deity looks like stone, but those who approach the deity in the right way their stone-like hearts melt. They have a whole different experience, right? So there's a way to approach God. Similarly, there's a way to approach the Guru. We have to understand all that, see with the philosophical eye, and then find our place in relation to the fire, how close, how far. If we get too far, then we just become cold. We have to stay in the heat, that is the idea. You have to feel the heat, but too much heat. Just like, again, the example of the deity is there. 
the deity Prabhupada used to say what that this is a Krishna comes in a form which you can handle what does it mean that you can pick him up maybe but that you can handle means usually he doesn't talk because if he talked you couldn't handle it he'd say bring me more chapatis more ice more dal anior 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 more more no time for sleeping, no time for anything. Completely consume you. So he's very kind, he doesn't talk. You can handle it. If he was to talk, then you could not handle it. You want the deity to talk, but he's too smart for you. Yeah, you want me to talk. If I talk, you will be finished. Your whole life will be finished. So he reserves himself. That is his mercy. But as we can become more surrendered, then he may say something. He might, he might smile at you. So we have to be close enough that we feel the fire, feel the heat. Because this is very much about changing, not, remain, not remaining the same, changing, moving, as we said earlier today. So close enough that you feel the heat. But if you get too close... With the, you have enthusiasm, but it's not tempered by proper understanding and, and so forth. And you know, give up everything and, and uh, find you have too, so many desires still. So sometimes it's a little difficult. We have to find the, we have to work it out, find the, the distance, right distance for everybody. Some experimentation, give and take. You understand? Another question? Yes. This morning in the talk, you the beginning of the talk, you were saying about how it's general practice before talking about Rajnita to discuss Gaurila. I was wondering if you could discuss more the importance of that in that practice. Well, Sridharma used to say first the giver and then the gift. So, the gift is the Brajalila, the giver is Gaurila. And in Gaurila, Krishna comes very uh, close to us, but in a way that we can handle also. <laughs> He's coming as a, as, a, as a sannyasi, as an acharya, to teach by his example, life of devotion. So, it's easy for us to identify that with that. Practically, this is the extension of Gorlila. In our Sadaka Deha, we can perfect that and enter into the Gorlila. Just as we appear here, a little younger and a little thinner. That's all. It's possible. So, Gorlila is showing the way. Is the Lila in which Krishna becomes the teacher about himself. About his, about, he came to this world to experience the fullness of the Brajalila and to make it, showcase it for everyone. But in doing that, there was a problem. The problem was that he got taken off balance by seeing the measure of Radha's love in Rasalila. When he disappeared, and she went mad. And seeing the measure of her love in, in separation, he was astounded. He came to teach the world about Braj Bhakti, but he became, uh, he was taken by surprise at the measure of Radha's love. And he thought for a minute, I came to teach about Braj Bhakti. I'm Rasaraj, the king of love. But wait a minute. What's this? This love I don't know about. Who am I? Am I really Rasaraj? I say I am, but how can I be the king of love if I don't know this love? I'm seeing something that I've never seen before. So he had an existential crisis. And this made it difficult for him to teach also. Problem. So what to do. He had to... He's clever. 
Krishna. So he, he thought that I will make an arrangement to steal that love, steal the love of Radha. And what does a thief do after stealing? Where does he go? After a thief steals, where does he go? Into hiding. Into hiding. So where will dark sham, what's a good place to hide <coughs> in the age of darkness? Kali Yuga. It is dark. He stole the, the brilliant Ujwala, uh, Rasa, bright, shining, like millions of suns, love of Radha. And he thought, I'll go hide in Kali Yuga. No one will see me. But it's a problem. The love was so bright. Drew attention to him. What have you got there? Hmm? <laughs> he disappeared from the bread All the devotees went looking for him. See this fellow, bright, effulgent, Nimai Pandit. Oh, what, what's this? So what did he do? He thought, I'll give it away. I'll give it away. Quickly. No one will know I stole it. But the more he gave it away, <laughs> the more it decreased inside of him. And this way, the devotees were eventually able to identify him. And then, in the end, he was captured by Rai Ramananda and Surup Damodar, and he wrote his confession, Shikshastakam, I confess, here is my confession. This is who I am. This is the end of his Leela, Shikshastakam comes at the end of his Leela. He's explaining in eight prayers what he's all about and how you can experience all that through Nam Sankirtan. So that is the Ankur Lila. Hmm. To solve this existential crisis, another Lila manifests, Gaur Lila, where he could taste the measure of love and get his balance again, psychological balance, who am I? And catching his balance, he could teach sufficiently. So, in that Leela then, we, we learn practically what is Sharanagati. Krishna says, Sarvadhanman pradyajamamekam sharanam braja. And everybody says, how do you do that? How do you, sur how do you surrender Maharaj? <laughs> There's a whole Gaur Leela. Krishna's showing it personally. The whole practice. And if what he's doing is not enough, he commissions Rupa Sanatan, Jiva Goswami, to show that. Hmm? And others, Thakur Haridas, so on. Hmm? They were singled out. So through this Leela, hmm, Mahaprabhu is teaching. Therefore, we have to go through the Gaur Leela to get Krishna Leela. We have to embrace the giver in order to get the gift. And he said what has never been given before. It means... Hmm, in uh, since since the, the last what do you say creation day of Brahma, <coughs> he came to give this. So we cannot ignore him. We, if we are bhakti, is all about gratitude. We show our gratitude to Mahaprabhu. And who is that Mahaprabhu? What is the way to say? Namo Brahmanya Devaya. This is how he offered his obeisances to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <laughs> he is Krishna himself. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says, one who, what does he say? Claims to be devotee of Krishna, lover of Krishna, but has no love for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I, I call him Manasura. He gives some justification for that. Do you know what he says? He says, Jarasandha was religious. He was a worshipper of God. But he attacked Krishna 18 times. You understand? He was following the one ashram. That means, that's a kind of worship of God. Very basic. It's like living in a country and following the rules. I'm a good American. The president will go, very good, very good. Maybe you'll get a letter. Good, good American. The president loves you. <laughs> 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 
But that's a little little different. Well, 51%. <laughs> You're in the minority. <laughs> so, <laughs> so much for democracy. Then. But um, that's different than uh, how he relates to his wife, children, and so forth. In fact, his daughters, they're not good citizens. They break the laws. They're in the newspaper. Still, he loves them more than us law-abiding citizens, even if we voted for him. They may have voted against him. Who knows what they did inside that booth. <laughs> so, even they break the law. Sometimes they get drunk, they get arrested, they come in the newspapers, maybe some problem with other substance abuse. He still loves them more than the law-abiding citizens. This is the nature of love, attachment, affection. You see, so there may be so many people follow Varnashram very nicely. You can follow very perfectly. Dhamma sonastita pumsam vishvaksena kutasya nutpadaya dariditam yariratim shramayavarikevalam. Shramayavarikevalam. You do very nicely follow the Varnashram, but you don't get any taste for Vishvakshin, Vasudev, no ruchi. It's a waste of time, practically. So, Jasan followed the Varna Ashram. He's worshipping God. But he's an Asura. He attacked Krishna 18 times. So, Yavarasa is just like, like that, I'm telling you. You can be devotee of Krishna, you may say. But if you have no love for Chaitanya, remember, Anabhapu, I say you are an Asura. Strong language. Buddha Vaishnav, generally they don't go in the temple of Radha and Krishna without Chaitanya Mahaprabhu there. Unless it's established by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates like the Goswamis, who at that time were in the presence of Mahaprabhu. Though they didn't have Didi of Mahaprabhu. Didi of Mahaprabhu came afterwards. Some couple deities, Vishnu Priya's deity, this um, Goidas Pandit, Gornitananda deity, Udrana Thakur, Udranadatta Thakur, Gaur, Karadhar, Nityananda, some few deities, but that became a practice naturally afterwards, after Keturigram, big festival there. Narutam's Mahaprabhu deity, you can find in Vrindavan, Radha Gokulananda, and so on. So anyway, this is the idea. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Ishtadevata. He is the, the god of our Sampradaya, founder of our Sampradaya. And Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayanya. Rupanuga Janira Jivan. This is the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami. What? Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahayanya. Sri Krishna Chaitanya is Radha and Krishna combined. We see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, can you approach God without Guru? What do you think? No. Don't think otherwise. That is God's own system. Evam parampara praptam imam raja vidu. I give this system, he said, Guru parampara. Can we ignore the system given by God to approach him and approach him? Is it bhakti? No. Will he accept that? No. We think I can chant Krishna Nam. I don't need a guru. Krishna Nam is perfect. Whoever chants Krishna Nam can become perfect. Why I need a guru? What is the fault in this thinking? Who can say? Because it is Nam Aparad to disrespect the guru. Guru Avagya. To disrespect the guru, that is Nam Aparad. How you can do Nam Aparad and get Prem? You cannot chant Nam Aparad and get Prem. No. Only Shudhanam. So this is faulty thinking. As we cannot approach Krishna without Guru. Guru means Krishna is sent to represent him. You ignore the representative and think you go to Krishna. No. Krishna is coming in the most prominent way to us through the Guru Parampara. Locally, he's coming to attend to us. So all attention should be given there. Pujapachita Maharaj once told us, if you know bhajan, you get the darshan of Krishna. And he asks you to do something for him. 
You tell him, wait a minute, I have to ask my guru. Who are you? Is that the one you're talking about? Gurudev. He came, he looked like this, he asked me. Some stories are there also. The world is doing nicely, Krishna comes. Vishnu from Vaikuntha to take him here. Now I'm too busy, I'm serving my guru, I cannot go. Guru Nishta, Guru Bhakti, everything will come from this. Which is more important? Doing Guru Bhakti indirectly by following the Guru's instructions to hear and chant about Krishna, which will be prefaced by pranam to Guru, or serving the Guru directly and making hearing and chanting secondary. The, the, the latter is more powerful. This is the verdict of Jiva Goswami. So we cannot approach Krishna without a Guru. That is Krishna's own message to us. Similarly, we cannot approach Krishna without going to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He is Krishna in his Guru Lila. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is performing, Krishna is performing the Lila of the Guru as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And what does the Guru do? He founds a Sampradaya. This is Chaitanya Sampradaya. Jiva Goswami has identified him in his Sarma Sambhadini as the, the uh, this is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya. He's the, uh, the founder of the Sampradaya. The Guru founds the Sampradaya. So he uh, is in the position of, he is Krishna coming as the Guru. Sanyasi means Guru hmm? also. Hmm? Acharya, Leela means Guru Leela. God as Guru, that is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So we shall think, therefore there is no contradiction. How can I be confused? Should I worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Should I worship Prabhupada Krishna? How I can have Ananya Bhakti, one-mindedness, and there are too many gods. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu like Guru, and Krishna God. Because we have our Guru also. But that means representative of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He is a Samastu Guru, and then the Guru in Guru Parampara is the uh, Vyasti Guru. Samasti means overall Guru, like macrocosmic Guru. And the Guru, in, the initiating Guru, Diksha Shiksha Guru, locally that's uh, like microcosmic Guru. So the power of the overreaching Samasti Guru manifests in the, in the Vyasti Guru, comes to us in that way. So, you cannot worship Krishna in Kali Yuga successfully without first approaching Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, if we were to discuss Krishna Leela, there are generally corresponding Leela in, in Gaur Leela. Something we find, how you know about Krishna Leela but through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? So, we search, what has Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said about Giri Govardhan? What has Chaitanya Mahaprabhu done about this? What is his Leela in connection? What is his instruction in connection to this? So forth. This is a proper approach. Then Krishna Leela may be inclined to show, open for us, show us something, some secret. So, what else? Yeah. As, as reflecting on your talk, I'm up, uppercut and pukut, mm. Leelands. So that's the same phenomenon is manifest through all of the different um, doms, like, like Dwarka Lila and Ram Lila, all those have their their Deva Lila aspect and their Nara Lila aspect. Well, Krishna Lila is Krishna Lila. So Krishna Lila includes Matura Lila, Vrindavan Lila, Dwarka Lila. It's all one Lila, although there are obviously different sentiments and different Lilas. And um, for Ram Lila, yeah, you can say. Similar. These are the two human-ish, human-like leelas. But Ram is inhuman. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, Krishna is, uh, is definitely human in his leela, but Ram is inhuman. No one can be like that. <laughs> uh, I'm not an expert on Ram Leela, but I like some parts. 
very touching, especially leaving leaving the, the forest and coming back to Ayodhya. Who will come? Who will remain behind? Very touching. So, time for Arctic now. Mm-hmm. All right, so please everybody come. Sri Sri Guru Barango Ki Jai, Guru Chamanandi, Adi Baba.